next year because the year is coming to an end. Amen? Amen. The Lord bless you. It's always an honor and I'm humbled to stand before you and before the church of Jesus Christ this morning to bring to us the word of the Lord. And I appreciate Pastor in absentia for allowing me to share this pulpit with him. Uh, he sent his greetings. He is ministering at Ufalme Church. They have their anniversary celebrations. Do you receive pastor's greetings? Yes, he sent his greetings and his love and he said, sana." Uh, so thank you for receiving his greetings. I would like us to go to the word of the Lord. And before we do that, as the media team is helping me to open Judges chapter 8 verse 4, I would like to give a short story. I heard of a lady, of a young woman who was running a race. And this lady had prepared intensely, immensely, for many months, many days. It was a task, it was a commitment. She had poured all her heart and she was looking to run in that race that was about to come. And so she had put all her hard work, all the preparations, all the vigorous preparations that people do when they are about to go, uh, uh, especially when they are about to compete in some game or somewhere. So this girl really had put all her work there and the day came and she was in the race. And as she ran in her race, something happened. Because of the preparations that she had put into it, the kind of work that she had put into it, she found herself leading in the race. And in the final lap, she looked behind, and of course she could see that she was way much ahead than, all the, than the nearest competitor, than the nearest person who was next to her. And so she was sure that she's going to win in that race. It was a, 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 she was running. And so what happened is that just a few meters before she hit that rope, that finish line, she tripped on her own feet and she fell down and she broke her ankle. And so she could not get to the finish line. And what happened is that now all the people that were behind her, including even the last one, they all overtook her and they all finished her race and they all finished their races. But she remembered that she had worked so tirelessly, so hard, and she had put all her effort and had given her all to prepare for that race. And she thought, it's only a few meters. I can see the finish line. Why don't I just crawl my way until I get there? And that is what she did. She crawled, though painfully, though struggling, and in a lot of pain and anguish, she crawled until she got to the finish line. And though she did not win, she was able to cross the line. She finished her race. She may not have won the race, but all the newspapers, all the media, everyone was talking about not the one who won the race, but about that one who broke her ankle, who tripped and was the last one to finish the race, but she finished her race. Judges chapter 8 and verse 4. We'll read from verse 4 through to Verse 12, are we there? And Gideon came to the Jordan and crossed over. He and 300 men who were with him, exhausted yet pursuing. Can I have Ken NKJV, please, kindly? Then he said, let's repeat verse 4. 
When Gideon came to Jordan, he and 300 men who were with him crossed over, exhausted, but he was still in pursuit. Then he said to the men of Sukkoth, Please give loaves of bread to the people who follow me, for they are exhausted, and I'm pursuing Ziba and Zalmunna, kings of Midian. And the leaders of Sukkoth said, Are the hands of Ziba and Zalmunna now in your hand, that we should give bread to your army? So Gideon said, For this cause, when the Lord has delivered Ziba and Zalmunna into my hand, then I will tear your flesh with the thorns of the wilderness and, the briar, and with briars. Then he went up from there to Penuel and spoke to them in the same way. And the men of Penuel answered him as the men of Sukkoth had answered. Then he, he also spoke to them, to the men of Penuel, saying, When I come back in peace, I will tear down this tower. Now Zeba and Zalmunna were at Kako and their armies with them, about 15,000. All who were left of the army of the people of the east, for 120,000 men who drew the sword had fallen. Then Gideon went up to the road of those who dwell in tents uh, on the east of Noba and Jogbeha, and he attacked the army while the camp felt secure. While Ziba, when Ziba and Zalmunna fled, he pursued them and he took the two kings of Midian, Ziba and Zalmunna, and routed the whole army. Let's stop there for a minute. Verse 1, let's go back to verse 1 because that's where the title of the message is coming from. We read, verse, sorry, verse 4, sorry, verse 4. Where we began. When Gideon came to Jordan, he and 300 men who were, all, who were with him crossed over, exhausted but still in pursuit. Exhausted but still in pursuit. Exhausted but still in pursuit. Exhausted but they were still in pursuit. They were tired but they were still in pursuit. They almost gave up but they were still in pursuit. They did not give up. And that is what I want us to learn this morning. I don't know where you are at in your life, in the journey, in your walk of faith with the Lord, or even in your life, in your personal life, where you are at at this moment. Some of us, we are at the, almost at the end of the year and you're feeling like you've not even achieved what you had planned to achieve or what you aspired or what you had, you know, the things that you had put in place and had, you know, as you are focusing into the year, you are saying that by the end of the year, this is what I want to have achieved. And you might have given up. You might be at the verge of even giving up. You might feel like, no, the year is almost coming to an end. It's not worth fighting anymore. Furthermore, December, we don't count it so much as a month to do anything or to achieve anything, isn't it? And you might be feeling that you are almost giving up. You've almost given up on your vision. You've almost given up on what you thought that you will achieve or you'll have achieved by this time in this season. But I want to encourage us this morning. You might be exhausted, but the Lord is saying, pursue still. Pursue still. A day is like a thousand years before the Lord, isn't it? There is still some time for you to still get what you needed to get. Pursue still. When you look at the story of Gideon, when you read before, even in uh, chapter 7, when you read the whole story, you will see that when the Bible is talking about 300 men, Gideon started with a very big army. I think there were about 30,000 when they went to 
fight against these people who were against the children of Israel. He was pursuing the Midianites. And what happened is that God put him, uh, 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 a few times God told him, the army is too large. The, the army is too, there are too many people in this army. And I want to cut down on their numbers. Because lest they say that it is by our might, it is by our money, it is by our education, it is by what we have that we have been able to win this war. It is by the money that I have in the pocket or that I have in the, uh, in the bank that I've been able to buy this car. You know, and God told him, I want you to cut down. I want you to cut down on the numbers. And at some point, he was told to lead the people into... Uh, actually, the first time he was asked to just speak to the army and tell them, if you are afraid, if you don't think that you can make it, if you are still shaking, those who, are, who don't feel like they want to go into this war, please just turn back. And the Bible records that quite a huge army went back, about 10,000 went back, or 20,000. And at, the Lord looked again at the army, and he said, no, this army is still too big. I think they went 20,000. So he was left with 10,000. And the Lord said, 10,000 is still too big. And he told him, no, take this army down to the river. I want them to go and drink. And that is the next test, uh, test that he took them through. And what he did is that when, he went, when they went down the river to drink, there were people who, the army, some soldiers just went down on their knees and they were scooping their, the water in their hands. And others just went down and uh, they drank, you know, like cows. They just went on all fours and they started drinking. And the Lord told, and, and the Lord told Gideon, no, for all those who knelt down, who went down on their knees on all fours, and they were drinking without, you know, watching their surrounding, let them all turn back. And so, of all the, from the 10,000 that had remained, the 9,700 had all stooped down to drink from there. You know, on, on, on all fours. And so they were told they'd been disqualified. They were actually asked to go back. And now Gideon was left with only 300. Can you imagine? Only 300 people from 30,000. The Lord cutting down on the numbers because he only wanted to work with a few in number. And I just want to talk to us this morning. And encourage us. Because there are things you might have lost on the way. But you did not know that it is the Lord that was cutting them out of your life. They are friends you might have lost on the way this year. Or even in the, the last couple of years. But you did not know that it was the Lord that was cutting them out of your life for a reason. So that when he gives you the victory, when he gets you to your destiny, when he gets you to that place that he wants you to get to, all the glory will be to his name. You will not say it's because... I was well connected. You will not say it's because I was, my business was thriving. You will not say it's because I came from a good family or a big family or a well connected family. The Lord sometimes has his hand in the dealings, in the bad things that happen in our lives. There are things that happen to you. There are things that happen to me. And many times we are in tears. Many times we are complaining. Many times we are wondering why the Lord is allowing these things to happen in my life. But I came to encourage us, church, this morning. That the Lord wants to get all the glory for himself. He says he will not share his glory with any man. 
And there are times that God puts his hand and he commands or he allows the enemy to come and bring issues around your life that kind of look like they are messing you up. But it is the Lord's hand that is at work in your life. Because the Lord loves you. Because the Lord wants to purify you. Because the Lord has good plans for you. He wants you to emerge a winner, victorious, so that all the glory may come back to his name. Amen. Exhausted, but still in pursuit. Exhausted, but still in pursuit. You get tired. There are things that happen in your life, and they wear you down. And you feel like you are about to give up. Like this young woman. She almost, she had every right. I think if if she decided not to to go to the finish line, no one would have blamed her, isn't it? Everyone would have understood, isn't it? There are moments in our lives that things happen. You lose a loved one. You lose a loved one. Or something happens, a disaster strikes you. And you feel like giving up. Or even sometimes we find ourselves giving up. You throw your hands. You throw in the towel. Because you know, furthermore, watu ataelewa. Ninini ninaendelea. Ninini inafanyika katika maisha yangu. Sindio watu na jikonsole. Furthermore, people know that this thing happened in my life. People know. I cannot tithe because people know I lost my job. You know, the way we try to encourage ourselves. No, I cannot go to church early because my car is in the garage and I don't have means. I, I cannot get there as, you know, faster like I am used to. I'm just giving these examples, these happenings because there are things that happen to us on a daily, uh, 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 in this life, isn't it? So we find ourselves in situations where we say, or oh, we, we almost feel like giving up or we give up. But the Lord would say to you and me this morning, still pursue. I am with you. It doesn't matter. You may only have an army of 300 people. You may only have 300 shillings in your pocket. But go to that interview. Go to that church. Attend church. Just go to church. You don't know what I have planned for you. You don't know what I have planned for you. You don't know what I have planned for you. The Lord is saying, even if you are exhausted, I am still with you. I am the lifter of men. I am the lifter of your head. I can lift you up. I can strengthen you. I have the ability to remove that issue out of your path. But there is a reason. Because the Bible says that all things work together for for good to those who are in Christ Jesus. It may not look like a good thing. It may be something, a thorn in the flesh. Something that is hurting you terribly. But let me tell you, when the Lord has chosen to bless you, when the Lord has chosen to favor you, there are things that will happen around your life that are not very pleasing, that are not, that don't look very good. But the Lord wants to take the glory at the end of it all. The Lord wants to receive all the praise for himself so that when you stand up, so that when it is told so and so, when their name is called forth, there is nothing that you can stand and say or something that you can point to and say it was because of my ability. It was because of what I have. Pursue, even if you are exhausted. The Lord is with you. He is the lifter of your head. Be persistent in what you are doing. Persistence wears resistance. Be persistent. Make it known that you are not tired. Let the devil know that you are. You will still do it. You may be exhausted. You may be tired. But you will still, still do it. Why? Because you are a winner. 
You are more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens you. You are more than a, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Pursue because you are a winner. And winners never quit. They never quit. When you are focused on your goal, when you are focused to that finish line, you will not quit. And Paul said, I press towards the mark of my highest, of that high calling. I am pressing. I do not count myself to have apprehended. I do not count myself to have gotten there. I am still pressing. Pressing means there are oppositions around you. Pressing means there are difficulties that you will meet with obstacles in your path. But it means you are pressing against the obstacles. You are pressing against the, the barriers. You are pressing until you get to that mark of your high calling. Are you feeling like giving up? Are you feeling like almost, you know, uh, throwing in the towel? The Lord is speaking to you this morning. Press on, I am with you. Press on, I am with you. Hold on, I am with you. I will give you the victory. There is no failure unless in no longer trying. There is no failure unless in no longer trying. And someone said that the biggest even if all your fans have given up on you, the biggest mistake you would do is give up on yourself. And he was saying, it is enough. You, as long as you believe in yourself, it's all that is needed. Your parents may have given up on you. Your bosses may have given up on you. But as long as you believe in yourself, it is all that is needed. It is enough because you know who you carry. He that is in you is greater than he that is in, in the world. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 9 and verse 62, No man having put his hand on the plow, no man having decided that I'm going to plow this land, no man having decided, having, uh, or rather having taken up and decided, uh, decided to live his past life and decide to live a new life or rather to give his life to Jesus. No man having put his hands on the plow, turning back, is worthy of God. That is what Jesus was saying. If you have already given your life to Jesus, then there is no room for turning back. There is no room for turning back. You cannot give up. Tell your neighbor, you cannot give back. You cannot give up. You cannot afford to give up. Because when you give up, then you are not worthy of the Lord. That's what he says. You are not worthy of his calling. If you have already put your hands on the plow, then you better finish plowing that land. Amen. You have already started that business. Then you better persist in it in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you have already started something, even if it's not bringing any yieldings, even if it's, you can't see any fruits, the Lord is saying to you, do not give up. Do not turn back. How else will you know that I am with you? How else will you know that I am the one that has called you? Amen. Do not turn back. <laughs> because when you turn back, you are not worthy of him. We are not of those who draw back. That's what the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10 and verse 13. We do not draw back to perdition. We do not draw back to damnation. We are not. Tell yourself, I am not among those who draw back. I am not among those. I am not one of those who go back. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. 
no turning back. Though no one goes with me, I will still go on. Though no one follows me, I will still go on. I will follow Jesus. I will not turn back because I am a winner. Gideon, when you read that story again, when, as, as, as I was reading, as we were reading through that story, Gideon comes to a place and he says, we, are we there? And he says, and Gideon says, when you read verse from verse, from, uh, from verse five, he said to the men of Sukkoth, he met some place, some people in Sukkoth, and he told them, uh, because he had, he was wary, he was terribly wary. He was almost giving up his army, 300 people. They were coming from, from, you know, killing the Midianites. But there were some people who had fled away, their kings, the two kings, King Ziba and Zalmunna. They had ran away. They had, uh, they had gone away in horses. And Gideon was still not satisfied because he knew until I get the heads of the kings, until I get to the root problem of this situation, I am not yet done. I have not dealt with this problem. Yes, he had destroyed the entire city. Yes, yet, yes, he had destroyed the people there. But he still felt, until I get the kings of this land, I am still, I cannot still boast. I cannot still even sleep peacefully knowing that I have not dealt with the main, with the stronghold actually, with the one that, you know, commands, with the one that are, the ones that are in, in, in uh, the ones that are in the leadership. And so he said, he, he went and met these people in Sakoth and he asked them because he was hungry. They are coming from a battle and they are hungry. They are continuing their pursuit. And he asked them, please give these people bread. But these people, <laughs> for they are exhausted. And he told them very well, they are exhausted. My army is exhausted. They are hungry. And I am, because I am pursuing Ziba and Zalmuna. You know what these people said? We have all read. He said, are they yet in your hands? Are the kings yet in your hands? Hmm? Umewezana na hiyo ugonjwa. Kabisa. Ndiyo unikaribie. I am... I don't know whether you are understanding me, church. Have you ever been to a place where people know your history? They know where you're coming from. They know your background. They look at you. And you're asking them for a little assistance. You're not even telling them to help you get there. You're just asking them for maybe something to help you get there. You know? And they look at you up, down. Onakuangalia hivi. Kutoka juu mpaka chini. Wanakuuliza, have you yet apprehended? Have you yet gotten there? Bado ume, bado unatafuta kazi. Huyo kazi ujapata, ukipata kazi huko, basi kuja uniongeleshe. You know? Hizi vibarua, vibarua unakuja kuniongelelea kuhusu, bado ujapatana. You are still too low for me. You know? And he said, have you yet gotten them? Unasema, you are going. And you know, Gideon was very clear. He told them, because I am pursuing them. I am pursuing those kings. But these people said, <laughs> but as long as, are they yet in your hands for you to ask me to help you, for you to ask me for some little bread? Are they yet in your hands? Have you been in such a place where you're asking someone for assistance and they look at you? Sometimes they even don't answer you. They tell you, bring your papers. I'll see what I can do. 
And that is the last you will ever hear from them, isn't it? Have you ever been to a place where your uncle promises you a job and he tells you you've just graduated from school and he tells you bring your papers and you take them. That is during Christmas holidays. And you take them and that is the last you will... The next time Mutamskiani during the next year, Christian, uh, Christmas holiday. And you feel discouraged because when you look at this man, he has the capacity, he has the potential, he has the ability, he is well and strategically placed, he is in a good place and he can help you secure a job. But he looks at you and says, do you even have, yes, you have graduated, but you do not have any experience. These kind of jobs require seven years of experience. And you wonder, if I don't get this first opportunity, how will I get the experience? Test me, just give it to me. And you see, you see if I won't be able to have it. But Gideon told them, when these men, when they answered him that, he told them, indeed, surely I will go. And when I get those kings, when I get those people, when I get those my enemies, when I attain that degree, that masters, when I get to where I want to get, when I get that job that you're refusing to be a bridge for me to get there, I will come back and I will show you the heads of my enemies. I will show you that you refuse to be helped to be, to be, uh, you refuse to help me. You refuse that God uses you to help me, but God can still use another person. If you don't want to help me, God can still use another method and I will still be able to help because my God has marvelously, oh, we marvelously help me because my help is in the name of the Lord. Because those who trust in the Lord, they are not shaken. Because those who look to the Lord, they are radiant. Because those who trust in Him are helped by Him. I will be helped by Him. You deny me help, I will be helped by Him. My salvation may not come from you because you have refused. My salvation may not come from the other person, but I know for sure that the Lord has enough people on this earth. He has someone. My destiny helpers is placed somewhere and the Lord will guide me to that man. The Lord will guide me to that woman and I will get what I need and I will come back to you as a testimony that though you denied me help, the Lord was still able to help me. Exhausted, but I will still pursue. I am exhausted but I'll still go on. I am exhausted. You have denied me bread. You have denied me a, bre a bridge to cross over to. But I will still pursue. I know that the Lord is with me. He is with me. He is with me. Even in the darkest pit. He is with me. Even in the wilderness. In the driest of season. The Lord is with me. Even though I cannot afford that packet of unga for my children, I know that the Lord is with me. And one time I will come and I will be a, I will, I will testify that the Lord has seen me through. And who knows, maybe one time I will be an assistant or rather the Lord will use me to bless your children, to help your children. Who knows that you are in this place, in that position for such a time as this. Yet you deny to help me. When the Lord has lifted you up, my time will come and the Lord will help me. And when the Lord helps me, I will be a blessing to another. I may be exhausted, but I'll still pursue. You may have denied me help, but I will still pursue. 
And that is, but, and, and Gideon told these people, I will come to you. And I will cut your flesh with thorns of wilderness and with briars. That was now then. For us today, we will testify. For us today, when we come back to you, though you refused to help us, we will testify. We will not come with thorns and briars. We will not come to tear your flesh. We will come to say, see what the Lord has done in my life. And you see that he continued. And he went and he met another group of people. The men of Penuel, verse 9. And he says, I, 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 verse, verse 8. And he spoke to them the same way. And they also responded the same way as the men of Sukkoth had responded to them. This is the second group that he, Gideon is asking help from. And they also denied him the help. And he told them, when I come back, I will tear this tower down. The Bible records that Gideon went up, verse 11, on the road to those who dwell in the tents of Nebo and Gibe. And he attacked the army while the camp felt secure. And Ziba and Zalmunna fled. He pursued them. And he took the two kings of Midian, Zalmunna and Ziba. And he routed the whole army. The Lord does not start something and leaves it halfway. And that is what he is calling us as his children. He said, are you not, have I not made you lesser, a little less than the angels? Are you not little gods? If you are, if you have my character, then you know that if I do not give up, then you have my DNA. And my DNA is not to give up. Am I talking to someone this afternoon who is saying, yes, I hear you, Lord. I have your DNA. And so I will not give up. I may be tired. I may be exhausted, but I am not turning back. I am not going to go back because uh, I have already put my hands on the plow because uh, I am already in this race uh, and I will run this race with the persistence that it requires me. I will run this race with all the strength, all my might because I know that there is a crown of glory awaiting me. Hallelujah. There is a crown of glory that is awaiting me and so I will run this race Against all odds, I will run this. Though they break my knees, though they break my ankles, I will run my race. I may not be able to run, but I will go there kneeling. I may not be able to kneel, but I can still crawl. I can still crawl until I get there. It doesn't matter whether I get there with my hands intact. It doesn't matter whether I get there without any part of my body, but I will still get there because I have a focus. I have have my goal. My eyes are set towards the goal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyone can give up. Anyone can give up. By the way, it is the easiest thing to do. Giving up is the easiest thing to do. Anyone can give up. The people who win, the people who get even these gold medals. Now we are watching World Cup. You can see that these people, even by the time they get one goal in, the kind of running they have run around that field, isn't it? You can tell that these people have been training for the last four years to get to that place that they are in right now. You can tell that these people have not just been sitting down and waiting 
oh, World Cup is coming. And now they start training the last few months. You can tell that these people, it has been their lifestyle. Training. It has been their lifestyle. Working hard to make sure that they win. Everyone, all of those football teams, by the way, everyone has hope that they are going to be the one to go home with the World Cup. Isn't it? Everyone. Even those who have scored zero so far. They still have a hope that the next team they battle with, they are going, they have hope that they are going to get something out of it, isn't it? And that should be our motive. That should be our attitude. That should be our posture. That even in this race, I will still get what I need to get. If it is my cup, I will get it. Not that if it is my cup, I take that back. It is my cup, and so I will get it. It is my medal, and so I will get it. It is my race. I am fighting. I am running to get to the finish line. And not just to get there, but to win in the name of Jesus. Exhausted. But still, in pursuit. It talks about fighting. It talks about wrestling. This is a war. A war is not something very easy. It's not something uh, that comes when you are just lying around or sitting around or just partying and having fun. It, it is war. War is war. It is battle. And it calls for us to be prepared to win. To be prepared to win, you must be ready to win. It means you have to be ready physically, mentally, spiritually, psychologically. In all ways, you must be ready. If you are going to win, then you must prep yourself enough in order for you to win. When you look closely, a, a man of God said, when you look closely into the lives of men and women who God uses and has continued to use, you will see a limp. You will see them with a limp because God values brokenness. Do you know where they get that limp from? They will have a casoro somewhere. They will have a castori somewhere, a wound somewhere, a thorn somewhere. Something to show that they were wrestling. Something to show that they were in battle. Something to show, a mark to show that they were in battle. And at some point, they were attacked. And at some point, they were hurt. They will have a wound to show for it. Anyone, if you desire God to use you in your life, in any capacity or wherever you are, be ready for a limp. Because you must wrestle with God and you must wrestle with man. You remember that story of Jacob? He wrestled with God. He wrestled with the angel. When you read Genesis chapter 32 from verse 24 to verse 20, I'll just read quickly. Then Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. And now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. This is Jacob. And the angel of the Lord was very particular. He said, you have wrestled, he touched, he, he told him, you have wrestled, um, uh, he wrestled with, with this angel until the day, until daybreak. The whole night, as in Kesha, Alif, Kesha akipambana na uyu malaika. He was fighting and fighting. And, and you see, this is an angel. And Jacob is a mere man. He's a human being. And he was wrestling with a divine being. And he wrestled. And he wrestled. He wrestled till 10 p.m. He wrestled till midnight. He wrestled till 3 a.m. He wrestled until daybreak at 6 a.m. And the angel now told him, 
Uh, and, the, uh, and now he, and he said, let me go for the day breaks. This is the angel actually saying, let me go. It is the angel saying, now I have wrestled enough with you. You have wrestled, or rather we have wrestled. But let me go for it is daybreak. But he said, no, how can you go? I have wrestled with you the entire night. How can you go without blessing me? Let me tell you, brethren, let me tell you, my brothers, my sister, this journey that we are living in, this journey that we are walking in is a journey of warfare. It is a journey of warfare. And there are things that God is going to allow in your life that are going to cause so much pain because they are supposed, you are supposed to come out with a mark, a mark bearing that you want, a mark that is testifying that you went through it, but you came out a winner. A mark that you will show that the last day you will say, I got this because I was in the battlefield. And one time Paul was saying and was asking God for three times. He asked God, will you not take away this thorn out of my flesh? And what did God say? My grace is sufficient for you. There are moments, there are things that God is going to allow in your life. Because he has a good reason for it. He will give you the grace. He will give you the grace to go through that pain. He will give you the grace. He has the ability to deliver you out of it. But there are some moments that God will not deliver you out of it. I know this is a kind of gospel that we may not all want to hear. But there are things that we find ourselves going through. And we go through for years, for months, for days. And you are wondering, why are bad things always happening to me? Why is God not healing me from this disease? Why is God not delivering me from this colleague of mine who is always scorning me, who is always on my case? Why is God not seeing that my business has not picked up since three years ago? Why hasn't the Lord come to my rescue? And you ask yourself questions. The Lord would say to you today, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect when you are weak. Eventually you are going to come out. Eventually you are going to stand here and tell someone, I started my business and for 10 years it did not pick. But when it picked, I was able to overtake all the other businesses, all the other enterprises that I found around and now I am number one in the city and now I am number one in the city let me tell you when the Lord is with you just bear it just say God I am exhausted but I will not give up I will not give up on the plans that you have for me. I will not give up in this journey because I know you are with me. You will help me out. And if you do not help me out, I know you will help me get to the finish line. And when I do, I will come out with my marker that signifies, that shows and symbolizes that I went through it and I have come out victorious. All of us here pray, oh, that I may not get cancer. Oh, that my family may not... Or oh, oh, none of my family members may get cancer. Let me tell you, there are times that the Lord may allow that disease to come into your family. God forbid, but these are things that are happening. But let me tell you, the Lord may allow you to go through it. But because he has good plans for you, at the end of it, you're going to come out and say, I am a testimony that God heals cancer. I am a testimony that God can give me a good job, even without qualifications. I am a testimony that God can lift me up from the ashes and can cause me to sit with the kings. I am a testimony that God has 
not look at the qualifications that man looks at. I am a testimony that when the favor of God comes upon your life, everything else does not matter. When the favor of God is upon your life, everything else does not matter. He bypasses everything to get to you. And let me tell you, you will be able to show that mark proudly and say, see, I bear this mark. I went through it. And the reason we have to go through these things is so that we can be a blessing to another. So that you can be a strength, a pillar of strength to someone else that might be going through it at that particular moment. Praise the Lord. The Bible also says, it talks of a story, the last one, of, of, of uh, King David. When you read the Bible in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse one, verse one, from verse 1 to 8, the Bible says that... Uh, uh, David was coming from war, actually. He was coming from fighting with his army. And the Bible says that, when you read from verse 1, the Bible says, chapter 30, it says that David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day. And the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire. Ziklag is where David and his wives and his people and all the people that, that were with him were living. And the Bible says he had taken captive his, all the women, all those that were there in that land, from the smallest to the greatest. But they did not kill anyone. And they carried them away and went their way. And when David came, you know, David had gone with his men to war. And he had left his city with the people and he had gone to war. Now he comes. Imagine, he comes and finds that now, after he has come from a war, he comes and finds that his own city has been invaded upon. His own city, the women and the children have been taken away as captives. His own city has been burned down on the ground to ashes. And his heart was greatly distressed. And the Bible says that, verse 4, he and the people who were with him, they lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. Have you ever been in such a situation where you find yourself, you are in so much pain, the only thing that can tell us you are in pain are just your tears. You cannot even be able to talk. You are only in tears. You cry and cry and weep. And the Bible says that David wept until they had no more power to weep. And his two wives uh, 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 and... Uh, he was greatly distressed for the people even spoke. The people that were with him, verse 6, the people who were with him, his army, his own army, they even thought of stoning him. They were talking of killing him. Now, I got an accident on the way. You know all those things that happened. I'm just giving narrations of stories that happened towards us. And these are, these are the army. These are the people that David had gone with to the army, to the war. And now they come and they find that their city, their wives, their children have been taken away. And now they have cried. They are in distress. But now they have to... Lazima wajitoe hiyo machungu. So they thought, why not blame it on our leader? If we did not go to that war... We, our wives would still be safe. If we did not go to that war, our children would still be alright. Our city would still be intact. And they thought of stoning him. And they were so grieved. 
Every man was crying for his sons and daughters. But the Bible records that David strengthened himself in the Lord. Do we have a man and a woman who can say, I will still strengthen myself in the Lord. Though this calamity has happened, I will still strengthen myself in the Lord. I will find strength in God my Savior. And we see the story where uh, David calls Abiada the priest. And he says, bring the ephod. I want to inquire of the Lord. And he says, verse 8, shall I pursue? He was asking God, shall I, shall I pursue this trip? Shall I really overtake them? And he answered him, pursue, for you shall surely overtake them. And without fail, recover all. Exhausted, but still in pursuit. They were coming from a battle. And they found, instead of being met by dancers, the young girls dancing and celebrating them because they are men coming from war. They found that the people we are supposed to meet them with dances and celebration, there, are, there is nobody in that city. And so their heart was so greatly distressed. You might be in that point at this time in your life, but the Lord is saying, strengthen yourself. I am your God. Pursue. Do not give up. You might be exhausted. I understand you are exhausted. I understand you are in pain. I understand your, your heartache. I understand what you are going through. But pursue. For without doubt, you shall, without fail, recover all. And that is what happened. I don't know what you are going through today. I don't know where you are at in your life this moment. But the Lord would say to us, Pursue. You shall recover all. Do not give up. I am your God. Do not give up. You shall recover all. All that you have lost. I am not yet done with you. There is still some days left to the end of the year. There is still enough time left. And you can recover everything that you have lost. COVID came. You lost your businesses. You lost your job. You lost a loved one. You can still recover. I am the Lord your God. And I stand by my word. And I am with you. And I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And you can still recover all. Though you are exhausted, you have the ability to recover all. Can we be upstanding? Though you are exhausted, you have the capacity. In you has the power. And you can recover it all in the name of Jesus. And the Lord would say to you, strengthen yourself. Take heart for I am your God. Take heart for I am with you. I understand what you are going through. He does understand what you are going through. He does understand what you are going through. And the Bible records or says that he is touched by our infirmities. But I want to submit to us this afternoon that the Lord is moved by our faith. Though God is touched by our infirmities. Though God is touched by what you are going through. Though God is touched by everything that is happening around you. What moves him into action? It is your faith. Do you have faith in God? Would you still trust God even in that pain? Would you still trust God even in that situation? In that time, that season of tearing and crying and weeping and mourning, grief and loss, it has come your way. Would you still trust God? Because if you do then, just lift up your faith. And open up your mouth unto him for a minute and cry to him and tell him, God, I have held on to this thing for a long time. But today I laid at the foot of the cross. I have held on to this thing. I have thought that I am 
not loved. I have thought that I have been rejected, that I that you don't care for me, but today, oh God, you have spoken to me and you have told me that you are aware of my struggles, that you are aware of what I am going through. I choose to trust you. I choose to trust you. I am exhausted. Admit that you are exhausted. Admit that you are tired. Admit that you are in pain. Tell him, Father, it hurts. Father, it hurts. I have waited patiently. Nothing is moving around. Nothing is happening to my liking. But I will still trust you. I will still trust you, God. I will still put my hope in you. I will still look to you, oh God, and know that you are a deliverer. There is someone here who is in so much pain. There is someone here who is so much pain because you have tried to reconcile your family and nothing is happening. You have tried for so many years and nothing is happening. It looks like even the more you try, the more they scatter, the more they hate on one another. The Lord is saying he knows that you are tired and today he wants to restore you, wants to give you strength. He says do not give up, pursue Pursue, you shall recover all. Pursue, you are tired, but pursue. Still be in pursuit. I am your God. I will strengthen you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray for this individual, oh God. I pray for this man, my father, this woman, oh God, that has been trying to reconcile their families and nothing is happening and they are the verge of giving up. Father, I pray that you be their strength. Give them strength in their bones. Give them strength in their hearts. Give them strength in their souls. Strengthen their spirits, oh God. That they will not give up, my Father. They will continue speaking love. They will continue with the ministry of reconciliation. They will continue trying to restore their families and bringing order in the family, oh God. And as they do that, my Father, I declare that the power of God from on high shall come upon them. And that, my Father, you will use them, oh God, to bring healing to this family. In the name of Jesus Christ. There is someone else who have lost their job. And for many years, it has been over three years. You do not have a job and you've been wondering, what have you done? You have the qualifications, but you have not had a stable job. And you've been trusting God and at some point you feel like giving up. The Lord will say, do not give up. Do not give up. I know you. I hear you. I see you. I see your struggles. I am your God. I keep on hoping. Keep on believing. I will strengthen you. You will get the job of your dreams. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the breaking of a new day for this man. Thank you for the breaking of a new day. Thank you that though weeping may endure for a night, oh God, as his joy has come with this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you for his joy is coming. Thank you for his joy is coming. Thank you for his getting that job, my father. And he will stand and testify. He will stand and show his scar. Because my father, you have been with him. You have helped him this far. Surely you can help him some more. You have helped him this far. You can help him some more, oh God. In the name of Jesus, there is someone with a sick child. And the Lord is saying that he sees and he is a healer. He has been healing and even now he is healing. Even now he is healing. Do not give up, my sister. Just lift up your hand unto the Lord. And we have said that it is faith that moves God. I declare to you, I will not even pray. I declare to you, let it be to you according to your faith. 
in the name of Jesus. Let it be to you according to your faith in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the body of Christ. I thank you for every man and every woman in the house of the Lord today. I thank you for you know their pain, their struggles, their scars and wounds. You know all that they have been going through, God. And today, Lord, as we lift up our voices to you and our cries to you, Lord. We also lift up our faith to you. We look to you, O God, who is the helper of men. We look to you, O God, who is our deliverer. We look to you, O God, for none else can save but you. None else can heal but you. None else can bring deliverance but you, O God. We look to you and we pray that in the name of Jesus, release your grace. Release your grace upon your children. Release your grace to wait on you. Release your grace to wait on you. For those that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. Father, I pray for grace, O God, to run and not grow weary. I pray for grace, O God, to walk and not faint. In the name of of Jesus Christ. I pray for grace, oh God, to still hope in you, to still pursue what they are pursuing, oh God. For indeed, without a doubt, they will recover all in the name of Jesus. May you give us the strength to overtake our enemies. Give us our strength to overtake our problems. Give us our strength, oh God, to pursue, to in persistence, oh God, until we get hold of these kings, my father, of these kings that have slain our brothers, of these kings, oh God, that have slain our brothers of these kings oh God that have made us have no peace oh God for these years in the name of Jesus we declare and decree my father that we have the victory in you for our faith and our hope is in you and we will testify because we are here we are going through this so that we can be a testimony for someone else in the future we bless you and we honor you we glorify your name for you are a faithful God you are here and you are not born again and you would want to give your life to Jesus. You would want to give your life to Jesus. Just lift up your hand. We pray for you. You are here. You are not born again. The Lord came to seek and save that which was lost. And the Lord loves you with an everlasting love. And he's inviting you to come and be in his kingdom. He's saving you from damnation. He's inviting you to come into his kingdom. Today you are there. You have heard him. And you're saying, I want to give my life to Jesus. Just lift up your hand. I will pray with you. And you will have given your life to Jesus. Lift up your hand if there is no one. Father, we thank you because this week is blessed. We thank you because we are going out in the strength of the Lord. Our strength is renewed. We shall mount up on wings as eagles in the name of Jesus. We shall not give up in the name of Jesus. For you are giving us new strength. You are empowering us afresh. You are releasing your spirit upon us. Like rain, you are pouring upon our lives and strengthening us, oh God. That, Father, we may at the end of it all have great victory in the name of Jesus. We declare that your, I declare today that your week is blessed. I declare today your family is blessed. I declare today that you are blessed in your career. You are blessed in everything you do. You are blessed on the right. You are blessed on the left. You are blessed all around you in the name of Jesus. Everything you do will prosper. Everything you do shall be fruitful. Everything we do shall be blessed. You are blessed to be a blessing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And the church said, Amen. May the Lord bless you so much. Thank you. May the Lord bless you. I would want to ask the ladies to remain behind just for a minute.
there is someone who has a word for us, so it won't take more than five minutes. Please just remain uh, seated where you are as, they, as we release the other 